Welcome to the Everton Aren't We podcast. My name's John, I'm joined by Andrew, and uh, we're just going to go over our 2-2 draw with Chelsea this afternoon or this evening. But uh, first, before we get into the podcast, I'd just like to send our condolences to the friends and family of uh, Craig Johnstone, who passed away today earlier on. Um, very, very sad, and, and he will be missed by a lot of Evertonians and friends as well. And yeah, I know he was a listener of the podcast, and I just hope that you know we could bring him some kind of joy and entertainment when he just didn't feel up to it for some days. So, yeah, huge, huge loss, and uh, our condolences again. Um, but Andrew, we'll just start with the lineup, mate. It was it was an unchanged lineup, um, and I was thinking before the game, oh, this is this is going to be one of those games where they just pin us back, you know, and that was the case for the majority of the game. Yeah, I assume Dice brought out a ball at halftime just to remind us what they look like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, we, I think it was at one point we had like twenty percent possession or something ridiculous. It was really, really low. Um, but and before the game, I was saying like I put a few stats in the chat as well, saying you know traveling to Chelsea in thirty-three of our last attempts there. Uh, since the mid nineties, we haven't outscored them in any. Um, and we didn't outscore them again, but it was a good game. It was a good performance. And um, they've only conceded eight goals there all season, apparently, which is yeah. huge considering, you know, we just put two past them. That's mental. Um, but yeah, we'll just start with it. We'll just, well, I'll just go in uh, in order then, because as I'm making notes, I'm going like minute by minute kind of thing and just, yeah, just, you know, jotting them down as we go. But um, the first, my first couple of, thoughts initial thoughts where we're just getting cut open too far too easily here like Chelsea were just picking the ball up one pass was going straight through the midfield and again we were just they were just hitting us on the counter-attack and we just couldn't handle it it seemed too quick in the first half yeah it's this weird like dichotomy of over pressuring and then it's this mad scramble back because if any team was capable of one decent pass it doesn't even have to be like a magician, like Hamez level thing. Yeah. But one decent weighted pass mm. completely slices us open. And then it's just desperation and panic and hope. Yeah, definitely. The one, um, I think it was in the second half, but Coleman flies back in from across the entire pitch to cover mm. it. And luckily he gauged it correctly, but yeah. they should have scored more based on how many times they broke on us. Yeah, they did create quite a few chances, actually. Um, you know, the pace of their counter-attacks is what we struggled with. It was just... And we've seen Idrissa Gay. Uh, he got a yellow card for a really late tackle on Pulisic in the first half, I think. And um, I kind of just felt like, oh, this is... If every, every one of our players is going to end up with yellows and eventually they'll just, like... We'll just capitulate and, and it'll be, like, 4-0 or something. Similar to what happened with Arsenal, but... Um, like in the first half, we we had nothing, um, and and we'll get to the differences between Damari Gray and, and why Sims needs to play more because the, when Damari Gray is up front, he, and he gets the ball, he, he doesn't really know what to do with it, um, because he's a winger. His first thought is right, try and cut inside and take a shot. But when he's up front in the middle of the field, he doesn't know what to do. So we end up going yeah. backwards. We lose the ball, and then we get hit on a counter attack again. Um. There's just no real plan when we when we go forward with Damari Gray up front, and that's no fault of his own. Obviously, he's just trying to fill in. But I almost feel like if I'm Dice, I have to tell the team to play as if there's a bigger striker there and just get to the byline, keep putting them crosses in, because if we're trying to adapt to Damari Gray's game, 
we'll just shoot ourselves in the foot essentially. I don't know how you feel about that. Yes, and it will always be the right foot that we shoot ourselves in if it's gray. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he makes the most of... He makes what he can of what he's got. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah. those instincts often leave us very, very one-dimensional. Yeah. I, I just don't know what we can do about that without either trust in Sims or a miraculous DCL recovery. Um, yeah. And, you know, fix it. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know... We're looking at it now, thinking this is a dice masterpiece, you know, an, an absolute mastermind game plan where he's brought Sims on late to, to have an impact. Because if he'd have started the game, he might not have had that same impact. And then, you know, yeah. Damari Gray, if he doesn't produce that 140 yard screamer, then there's nothing else. Um, but yeah, there was a, a free kick in the first half as well, McNeil. Um, he had a nice free kick, like it was, it seemed to be prime range where he could try and have a crack. Um, and then Gray just gets it and smashes it into the wall. And I was just getting yeah, a bit through frustrated. Through Blissick's brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I don't know what Damari Gray, I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to whip it back post, but I'd just like to see McNeil take a free kick because he's good on corners and we've seen the result when he got the corner. Yeah. Um, I thought that was going to be McNeil's all the way. And at the same yeah. time, I was like, Gray's going to claim this. It's like Richie and Dom for pens. Like yeah, when yeah. when Sigurdsson wasn't available, it was just that really petulant. Like, I know he's gonna want this one, and I thought that was perfect for McNeil the entire time. Yeah, definitely. It's very uh, Kevin Morales of him there. Um, but McNeil, he had this little run in the first half, I think, where he picked the ball up in our own half, and he just ran forward, almost you know Messi esque, and he skips very awkwardly. I might say he skips past one or two players, just really weird and gangly. And then he, when he gets to the box, he kind of loses composure a little bit and loses the ball. But that's what we want from McNeil, isn't it? That's a nice run. Yeah, no, I, I've heard it before. Andres Cantor calls uh, Messi the Argentinian McNeil. Um, <laughs> it's one of his favorite expressions. That's pretty spot on. It's pretty accurate at the moment, yep. the way he's performing. Yeah. So half time, it was nil-nil. I think we were incredibly lucky at that point. Um, and we were thinking, okay, you know, if we can do that again for the second half, we'll be all right. But... I couldn't see us sustaining that level of performance in the second half. Um, it was just, it was just too much. Like the amount of chances they created. Um, yeah. But let's talk about their goal. And so the first goal came from, um, but well, I can't even remember who scored. It was Joe Felix fucking it? up a clearance is where that came from. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just so, weak as hell. Yeah, again, it's it's a goal that, you know, we could have... We, we just seem to gift teams goals, and that's another one of those. Um, and at that point, I was like, okay, well, that's game over because we can't get back into it. Do you know what I mean? It's Our whole game plan is not set up for that. So I was fearing the worst there, but then we got the corner um, swung in by McNeil. And we've seen this a million times, Andrew. James Tarkowski on the back post winning the header, which... He does every single time. Nine times out of ten, he's winning that header and nodding it down to somebody else, and the quarter yeah. puts it over the line. Yeah, just smashing it back into the mixer. We seem to be decent at that, even in our worst years. Yeah. Uh, I remember Holgate scored one off of just a knockdown and then chaos Yeah, uh, a couple of years back. I, just, I think we're better off in a lot of cases when Dom's not available, just trying to make it messy rather than going for a clean header because I don't think we have – forehead technicians 
in yep. great supply right now. I remember Keen last game mm. had an absolutely open one, just needed to glance it on, and he smashes it straight out as if it were a defensive clearance. Yeah, big time, yeah. We don't seem to have a Tim Kale in there, but maybe we thrive off chaos, mate, when it's down to the other end, perhaps. And Yeah, it's like uh, boxing, you know, like there's outfighters and there's infighters, and some people are better when they make it less of a boxing match and more of a fight. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's not bad. Um yeah, Tarkowski, again, fantastic. Wins it down, nods it down to Decore, who nods it uh, over the line. And Chelsea players were screaming that it didn't go over the line, but obviously you can't argue with the little watch thing, you know. So that's a really nice goal. Decore continues his resurgence on the dice as well, Andrew. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, not that this is any news, but Frank didn't know what he was doing, maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. um, with Decore. But Decore also was making terrible passes on yeah. the regular um, so I, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. I mean, clearly Dice just figured out a way to fix it yeah. uh, to a degree. I'm happy to see, you know, any semblance of depth in the midfield all yeah. for it. Yeah, definitely. It's when they don't have a good game is, is what's worrying. Cause we still haven't seen James Garner come back properly or anything, but yeah, right. uh, the um, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like how many goals he's getting lately. Like it's, it's really strange. Like he's literally just back in the team. He didn't, feel like he needed any time to settle into the team he just hit the ground running and it, right. at a time when we've needed it most he's got a couple of very important goals so mm-hmm. yeah i can't fault him um the big question is would you give him a new deal no wrong side of 30 mm. um inconsistent and also kind of loves to have a foot injury yeah, um, he does. Yeah. i imagine the second that we would re-sign that deal immediately shatters his arch Oh yeah, he'll fall down the stairs or something stupid. Yeah, he will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, helping Dom move furniture. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, but um, long may his uh, resurgence continue. I'm all for it at the moment. He's he's been a monster. I, I can't fault yeah. the the energy levels from him. He, he seems to run all day without getting tired. It's it's incredible, like his stamina. So yeah, no, I just I don't want to. I would rather us establish an identity with young, yeah. hungry players. Uh, who really want to be there, which it's in, still insane to me that McNeil's like 24 yeah, uh, yeah. and not like this 32-year-old journeyman. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. weirdly, has a very punchable face. I like the player, <laughs> but just... Mm. <laughs> that uh, stepbrothers, like, is yeah. there anything I can do about that? Let's hope he so. doesn't hold one of those Andre Gomez hug-a-thongs and you, you don't turn oh, up. And just yeah. Black him. That'd be funny. Um, yeah, and then obviously we gave a stupid penalty away, um, and I yeah. feel like this is Godfrey's fault more than Tarkowski's fault. Um, I begrudgingly agree. Yeah, he's not begrudging think, because it's arguable. Begrudging because he's my boy. Yeah, it's um, it's that lack of awareness again. You know, we we know he's got the physicality, we know that, but it's that lack of, you know, split decision making and. and Tarkowski's waiting for him to do something, maybe intercept or stick a foot in. And then, you know, when it doesn't happen, Tarkowski has to react late and, and it's a clear penalty. But yeah, I think it yeah. was a stonewall, unfortunately. I don't, I don't think there was much arguing that. Yeah. Was it soft for him to go down? Uh, perhaps, but the leg was out. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I want to give, I mean, obviously, this is going to sound biased as hell, and it probably is, but Godfrey being shunted back and forth between left back and center half. I just, it can't be great for him. I, yeah. I feel like we need to make a commitment one way or the other between him and Mikalenko and just stick with it. Yeah, I kind of agree there. To be fair, it's not doing um, Godfrey or, 
you know, Mikalenko any good, just bouncing in and out of the side. They need a, a settled routine, I suppose. Um, we've seen Mikalenko come on later on as well, but yeah, just a stupid penalty overall. Um, but to be fair, Andrew, I, I think the penalty should have been retaken because he stops in the run-up. Like, he, he, yeah. he doesn't do a stutter. He full-on stops. But obviously, that's not going to get picked up against us, is it? No. Uh, nor would it pick up against a big six club. You yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want with those. I wouldn't be shocked if we had gotten a penalty, which would be very shocking mm. if he was allowed off his line. It just happens to us. Yeah, it does. Um, the penalty was similar to the Seamus Coleman one that we didn't get against Forrest, actually. Yep. Which is, you know, consistency again. Um, and then in the 77th minute, Idrissa Gay comes off for the big fella, Ellis Sims. Um, and I, I thought Idrissa Gay, before he went off, I didn't think he was too bad. He didn't really make a, you know, a crucial mistake. He just wasn't really visible. That Progress. Makes yeah <laughs> it's like progress. the best referees are the ones that you don't know their names you don't notice them exactly yeah definitely um what did you think of gay's performance overall and onana as well because i feel like he's been getting a lot of stick and right rightfully so he's been going missing a little bit but you know he's got time but gay doesn't have that time i don't think that's quite fair on nana because the going absent is more of like he misses I don't even know if they were sitters necessarily, but he missed yeah. some opportunities in front of goal mm. and that's not his main job. So I don't think it's quite fair to lay that on him right now. Whereas Ghana has had absolute shockers yeah. uh, multiple times now. I mean, we've talked about this before. He's got easily two of like a blooper reel highlight for worst plays of the season. Yeah, he does. For yeah. any club. Hmm. So I, I'm I'm happy to see him be anonymous. Yeah, anonymous. Yeah, outstanding. Oh, I was talking about Ghana there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, uh, but no, it's it's Onana doesn't seem to have like that crucial mistake that Gay does, and and he didn't make that mistake today, but um, it wasn't his, it wasn't his worst game to be fair, but he comes off anyway, yeah. um, and it's it's a nice change because you're thinking right, we need to do something to get ourselves back into the game. And credit to Dice, like seventy seventh minute, he didn't leave it too late. Um, it's a nice positive substitution, which we're not used to seeing. Seventy seven minutes is downright jumping the gun for Dice. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's an whoa amateur. there, big fella. Calm down. <laughs> Still time. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't tell Sims to sit back down for a few minutes. Actually, yeah, yeah he he, uh, he brings him on, and Mikhailenko comes on for Coleman as well. Not not long after that, um, but then. Ellis Sims goal, Andrew. Um, I, I don't know. Was it Iwobi who played the ball to Decore for the first time? Iwobi plays a long ball to Decore, who one touch redirects it into Sims, who bullies the shit out of Koulibaly. Yep. Uh, and makes that goal happen due to a weak wristed keeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He sent Koulibaly for a pie. He just absolutely bullied him. Um, just to have that, he's got the awareness that when the ball comes to him, he knows that we're a goal down and he has to just make something happen. So yeah. he, he takes one touch, you know, he knocks it past Koulibaly and, and he's got the strength to shove him off as well. And Koulibaly's, you know, he's not a skinny guy. Like he, he's a he's a unit as well. So sends him flying. Um, and then he's got the composure to take a, a nice shot. And all right, fair enough. You can say the keeper should save it, but... It's having that, you know, composure at the end of it to not just blast it over the bar in that situation. Right. 
the power and the placement, like that's the type of shot that will force an error. If the keeper has to dive to get it, your wrist is not going to be as strong because the human instinct is I'm falling. I should brace myself. It's just, it's playing on human nature and it worked really, really well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But um, yeah, really, really, really nice goal. Um, And I don't think we talked about this kind of offline. I don't think Dom has that particular set of moves in his bag. Mm. If he gets that pass from Ducore, he receives it. I think he probably cuts back inside and keeps it low on the ground and gets saved easily from a more like yeah. central attacking position. Yeah. Or he just gives it back to Corey. And yeah. You know, yeah. It's, you don't see, it's not Calvert Lewin's game trying to take people on. But again, it's, it's nice to have that, um, in, in, you know, the, the different mix of strikers that we've got. And, and I'm glad he got a game over Mopai because that just shows you like, it's really, really nice for Ellis Sims, and what a quality goal! Like he just yeah. again bullies Cooley Bally, and he's got the composure. Um, but that's why he needs to be playing. Like I think that's he only played 160 something minutes before that goal. Um, you know, all season since January when when we recalled him anyway, and that's his first shot on target in the Premier League, and and what an important goal it was as well. It's just yeah, our academy loves scoring equalizers against Chelsea, don't they? Oh yeah, definitely. Brandweights, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Crucial, crucial point. And Andrew unbeaten in three games, mate. We got a draw and a win and a draw. So crazy. And if you offered me a draw before the match, I would have absolutely bitten your arm off. Hundred percent. Yeah. The way we went down was infuriating. The way we came back was exhilarating. Yeah, it was nice to see us have that character to try and get back into the game and, and credit to Dyfe for making, you know, important changes that needed to be made. You know, and mm-hmm. far too often we've been screaming, you know, at him and Lampard saying, make an effing change. You know, we've got subs there. Even though they are crap subs, you just need to do it anyway sometimes just to freshen it up. And he yeah. made the right change there and fair play to him. So I just, the only thing I would say about the entire thing, I said this on Twitter, if Mina's in for Keane, Mm. I don't think we have that clearance fuck up. And I think we win that game. I think it's very conceivable if Mina's in there, we win that game. And I sure he's injury prone, but who cares? He's going on a free. I have no qualms about putting him in to get injured for one game. Yeah. If we're going to lose him for nothing anyways, might as well use one of the best resources we have. It, it makes sense. You would think so. And I don't think he's played at all on the dice. Um, no. I could be mistaken there. Correct me if I'm no, wrong. No, he hasn't. But, yeah. It's a shame, really. It's a shame. But Keane, to be fair, before that little mistake, and this is the problem with him, he can have such a superb game. He can header everything, you know, and and clear everything that comes near him. But then he's still got that little thing there that you just worry about. And I don't know if it, do you think Mina has that. Do you think he's got that? He can give a penalty away, maybe. Possibly, Mina. We and when I first started watching Everton, Mina's thing was he would always try and do a little too much. He would overcommit to something like I remember him going for a header that was a foot and a half off the ground. I was like, okay, that's that's a choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he seemed to have calmed down a little bit over the past couple seasons and been mm. very, very solid. He can play a ball better than Keen. I just at if it was before January, I understand not playing him because we thought we might be getting rid of him for some money. Yeah. Now at this point, he's made, I think I saw Rob Vera say on Twitter, he's made nine hundred and sixty thousand pounds. For zero minutes. Jesus. That's not bad, is it? If you can get yeah, it. Yeah, great bad. gig if you can get it. Yeah. But I just, I don't understand. 
uh, aside from Keen played for me over five years ago. So that's my guy. I'm loyal. And Cody <laughs> clearly shit the bed. So yeah. we need a little time for him to calm himself down. But that's for me, that's Mina slides in and Keen still stays frozen out. Yeah, it's really interesting, the centre-back thing that we've been seeing. Obviously, Mina was was our first-choice guy for some time, and, and then Cody came in, and we thought, okay, this is the guy, and Dice came in, and then he's, he prefers Keane, who isn't vocal at all. I don't even see him open his mouth, but it's strange. Maybe he's just got that chemistry with Tarkowski, but, um, yeah, it's a strange one. Um, what did you think of Alex Iwobi's performance? Because a lot of people are saying that was a really, really poor game from him, but... Um, I think that's kind of unfair. Uh, yeah. It wasn't as flashy as like his best moments of the last six months of last season, yeah. but I think he won the ball back more than anyone on our team, statistically speaking. Yeah, he had eight recoveries. Um, yeah, he did a lot of workmanlike effort. It just mm. isn't what you expect when you think of like, hey, Iwobi had a good game. That's not what you would say how it went. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that that goal came from his vision and the ability to deliver that long ball to Decore in the first place. And yeah, yeah, obviously Decore gets most of the credit for that redirect, Mm. but he doesn't get it if it will be, doesn't make that pass. Yeah. It's the pre assist. And it's the same that we saw against Brentford where he had that one touch pass to Decore who played it to McNeil for the goal. So it's just, he's he's very good at one touch passes, but as you say, his work rate and the ability to just help Coleman out on that full, on that right hand side there was just, yeah. incredibly vital it wasn't an amazing game i'm not saying give the man a raise right now based off the yeah. back of that but it wasn't as horrible as people are making it out to be well he's extending uh coleman's career i think that's the best way of putting it um you know just by being there um but he's not you know pulling any trees up in the other direction going forwards but having the awareness to play those important passes and sometimes you know the game is is going a bit slow and he, he will quicken things up with just a one-touch pass which makes other other players think okay that's the pace that we I've just received the ball at that tempo. So I want to keep it going at that tempo. And it's just little things like that, that, you know, makes his performance good. If, if not, you know, great, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's such a vital, vital point there. Um, like that could, that could be crucial at the end of the season there. Nottingham Forest and There's below no way us. that it's not. Yeah. Aside from Leeds just battering Wolves and Wolves got what, two reds? Yeah. Like it wasn't a bad weekend for us results wise. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um I think I seen a stat where since Dice has came in, he's gained ground uh on every team in the bottom half, apart from maybe one, which was I can't remember if it was Villa or Wolves or something, but um yeah. he's just been a revelation. And again, I as you know, mate, I, I wanted Bielsa instead of Dice, but you can't yeah. doubt the job that he's doing. It's incredible. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll say this a million times. Like if the goal is to like hope beyond hope to stay up, Dice was the right guy. Yeah, I was assuming that we were going down regardless, at which point I wanted to be Elsa for a rebuild because yeah. he would take it all into account and not just try and get us back up to, you know, get 15th again. But I'm very yeah. pleased with this particular version of Scrappy. Definitely, mate. Yeah. I mean, at one point, you know, when Dice took over, I think... I was saying it's it's done it's done and dusted. Like I think we were dead and buried at one point. Um, us yeah. and Southampton, and I was I couldn't see where we were going to get any wins from at all. And then suddenly we've got three wins, a couple of draws, very important result today, and all of a sudden the optimism is back. And okay, we've got a couple of tough games now. Um, we've got Spurs next, mm. and then you know we've got Manchester United after that. But at the same time, 
the way Dice is playing, he's got these boys playing like they're they're running through brick walls for him, you know. And yeah, we didn't see that with Lampard. Um, I seen Ashley Cole come out with a stupid bogus quote to say Lampard had a lot to deal with upstairs, and and he's trying to relay that back down to us. And so I don't care. That was just shit. So yeah. I think every. Everton manager over the past five, six years has a legitimate grievance, but we all know at yeah. this point. I don't think you're getting any sympathy beyond what we already know because we all hate the board too. Yeah. Preaching the corner, yeah. your friend. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> one thing I'm interested about Spurs because Conte slated his team he did. Uh, after this game, and that will go one of two ways. They either mm. down tools or they beat the shit out of us. Yep. Yeah, it's. Um... Usually Kane gets at least two against us as well, so I'm just hoping oh, that we can just shut him God. up. God, do you remember last season with Keane? Scored an own goal so good they thought Harry Kane did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck's oh, sake, Jesus, now man. I'm mad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all that gone out the window, all that good work today. Um, but no, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic on the dice. Um, against, you know, with, under Lampard, I'd be saying there's no way we get anything from these games, but now... The way we took it, like, when was the last time we came back from, you know, the goal twice in the game to get something out of it? Because we were saying against Forest, we've we dropped two leads there. Yeah. We've just, you know, came back twice there today. So the mentality is very different to what it was the first half of the season. And um, I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic. So, yeah, yeah long may it continue. Um, we've got Spurs next at Goodison Park, 8 o'clock. Uh, next week so um yeah that'll be a nice one under the lights but yeah i think we can give him trouble with goodison roaring and conti losing his grip on sanity uh very yeah. possible we could make something happen yeah hopefully and then uh, carlo gingerlotti strikes again mate yeah <laughs> um, i'm riding that train until i die i'm afraid but yeah andrew thank you so much for joining me mate and um we'll catch you in the next one Right, lads. I just want to bend your ear for a wee second here. Do you remember a certain Turkish centre-forward that played for Everton? Remember the training photos through the week you would see? And it was just like hair and scalp. And people used to be like, Jesus, look at that. Well, they see your three-pronged attack. See if you don't look after it. That's basically what it looks like. Not very nice. <laughs> but um, that's why over at Manscaped, we have the performance package. Now, guys, this is the real deal. I'm not even joking. This thing just can get in everywhere. It really, really can. And it does not leave chafing. Have you ever messed about and used hair removal cream or you've used a premium razor thinking this will be great and then it feels like you get sandpaper on the inside of your thighs and elsewhere for the rest of the week? Well, this thing eliminates that. I'm not even joking. It feels so smooth after the cut and even on the grow back, it does not wreck you. Um, I've also got the Crop Reviver, which can give your balls basically a fantastic boost. And as you walk around all day, it's it feels great. That's the best way to put it. Um, also, the Crop Preserver straight after a cut, and I tell you, it just feels good, settles everything down, and just gives you that musky man smell, you know, so you can just feel confident beating around all day with your nice shaven Tommy Gravis and Lee Carsley combo. So guys, if you order from Manscaped, you can use our code EAW20 and you can get 20% off your order and free postage. 
worldwide. So please, once again, listen in if you'd like to support the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with all your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can also catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW Podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss with us, you can reach us via email at eawpodcast at gmail.com.